Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amen, amen. God bless you, family of God. It's your brother Sam Rock right here on The Blaze. Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Amen. And um, tonight we're going to be talking about, are these really the last days? That's a question that I was asking myself. Are these really the last days? Because so many things are happening in the world. Uh, there's been an um, uh, increase in bombings and people dying and, and holy jihad and um, people uh, persecuting one world belief over another world belief all around the world. And November 13th, just this this past Friday in Paris, France, there was a, a big tragedy. Amen. Um, terrorists killed hundreds of people. And then another part of the world, I think there was four parts of the world that there was tremendous persecution and people just dying. And it made me wonder about all those people who possibly died and went into eternity without knowing Jesus the Christ. And that bothers me. I'm an evangelist and in my heart, I'm an evangelist. Amen. And I love to spread the gospel of the of the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know um, that... Uh, the scripture has a lot to say about these days that we're facing and about the last days. But I really want to key into uh, what's going on with the world religions. Amen. When it comes to the Muslims and the Christians, the Jews and, you know, all that's going on in the Middle East. Amen. It was all written in God's word. Amen. And there's actually uh, in ancient texts like the Quran and uh, the Bible. Um, there's a lot of um, similarities, amen. The Quran has uh, a prophet or a Messiah of sorts coming back. The Bible, the Christian Bible, has Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is coming back, amen. Um, but the Quran says when that um, person comes back for, for the Muslims, is going to be Jesus, is going to be the lieutenant. But the Bible, the Christian Bible says that Jesus is coming back, King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He's the, the Lion of Judah, right? The uh, Man, he's the Alpha and Omega, and he's God coming back. So because of these two worldviews, and because of land, and because of all these things that were spoken of in the ancient word, amen, in the Bible, and other ancient books um, that were written thousands of years ago, that speak of these things, it's happening today. And people want to say, well, you know, that's coincidence. I don't think it's coincidence. So my question to you, are these really the last days? Is the Does the Bible have anything to say about what what's happening in the world today in 2015? Or from the time that you listen to this? Amen? So let's pray because we need the Lord Jesus to really open up our eyes and open up our hearts. Father, in the name of Jesus, wow losing loved ones and lives that were lost, Lord God. I ask that you would comfort those who were affected, those family members, those people that were innocently just there, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you would help them, help their families, Lord God, help their hearts, comfort them, give them wisdom and understanding, Lord God. Let this not be uh, uh, an ignition for hatred. Let this ignite love 
and let this ignite um, the gospel to be spread throughout the country. Let us not retreat as followers of Christ. Let us walk forth, God. Give us the courage. Give us the understanding. Give us the, the grace. Give us the love. Give us the mercy, Lord God. And give us the words to say and the attitude to say it in, Lord Jesus. We need you more than ever, Lord God. I need you more than ever, Lord God, in these times. Because I truly believe that you are coming and you are coming soon. But in the meantime, help us to occupy and to wait for the return with anticipation of your return. I pray that your Holy Spirit would touch every single listener, whether they're believers or not, Lord God. Touch their hearts. Reveal yourself to them for all those who are seeking you out, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, I pray this by faith. Amen and amen. So I'm going to talk to you briefly, amen, about Ishmael, which means God hears. Because if you know the story in Genesis you know, there was Abram before he was Abraham, and there was Sarah before she was Sarai before she was Sarah. Amen. And they were they got a, Abraham got Abram got a promise from God that he was gonna inherit all this land and and his offspring and children and generations and all this, but yet he was growing old in age, and so was his wife. So they were thinking, wow, we got the word from God, but we got to do something about this. So Sarai um, told Abraham or asked Abraham to get a concubine with another wife so they could get a child. Because in those days, the custom was if you didn't have a child, the woman would look down at the woman were um, shamed because they were supposed to give birth to uh, the hus for the husband. Amen. Uh, they were supposed to have offspring. They were supposed to have sons. Amen. And that that meant that the generation, their name would be passed and the generation would be honoring um, to men and to God. And that was the custom. So Sarai jumped the gun and went before the Lord. Amen. Because how many people know that when God gives you a word, um, there's really no time stamp on it. He gives you the word. You just have to hold on to that word because God's word will come to pass. Will it be in my time scale? I don't think so. Will it be in your time scale? I don't think so. But definitely in God's time scale. When God gives you a word, that word is going to come out. It's going to happen. So Abraham's eldest son, because God changed Abram to Abraham and Sarai to Sarah. Amen. Um, God changes names. Amen. He changed my name. Amen. From sinner um, to forgiven born again believer amen um yet i sin but i sin way less um when i didn't have his spirit in me amen so abraham's eldest son by hagar hagar the concubine and let's look at it in genesis chapter 16 verse 15 so hagar gave abram a son and abram named him ishmael Abram was 86 years old at that time. Time out. Abraham was 86 years old and he was still able to, you know, get um, a concubine pregnant. Yes, because God said he was going to have children. So whether or not he believed it or not or his wife believed it or not, God's word still came to pass. But. He stepped in front of the promise a little bit, him and his wife, 
you know, he had, his wife had asked him, hey, get with the concubine. Let's let's get these things rolling. We've been waiting for years. And Abraham went along with it. Um, it's almost like the story of Adam and Eve. Adam went along with it. Abraham went along with it. Amen. So the promise was there, but they went a little bit in front of that promise. Genesis chapter 17, verse 23 says, On that very day, Abraham took his son Ishmael, and every other male in his household and circumcised them, cutting off their foreskins exactly as God had told them. Abraham was 99 years old at that time, and Ishmael, his son, was 13. Both were circumcised the same day, along with all the other men and boys of the household, whether they were born there or bought as servants. Amen. So there you go. He was born at Mamre. When Abraham was 86 years of age, 11 years after that, he arrived in Canaan. Amen. So this man was growing in age, 99 years old now. Amen. His, his wife was up in age too. So he was visited by an angel of the Lord. Amen. An angel of the Lord told Abram, you're going to have a child. And Sarah overheard that and she laughed. And later on, Abraham laughed too. Abram laughed too. But the angel said, you're going to have a son. You're going to name him Isaac. This would have been the second child, right? And Isaac, well, Ishmael means God hears. Because when he was born, Sarai said, God heard me. Abraham, Abram said, God heard me. And Ishmael means God hears. So, Sarai laughs. Angel of the Lord says, hey, why did you just laugh? He said, I didn't laugh. <laughs> she laughed. And they had a son. And they named him Isaac. And that son's name, Isaac, means, you guessed it, laughter. So at the age of 13, he was circumcised. Going to the traditions and what God had told Abraham to, Abraham to do. Uh, he grew up. A true child of the desert. This is Ishmael. Wild and wayward. On the occasion of the weaning of Isaac, his rude and wayward spirit broke out in expressions of insult and mockery. So now we have Isaac was born. Amen. And if you look at Genesis chapter 21 verse 9, the Bible says, But Sarah saw Ishmael, the son of Abraham, and her Egyptian servant Hagar, making fun of Isaac. And you know that didn't do too well with Sarah. Sarah grew a disliking, um, even though she had chose um, Hagar to be with her husband to have this first child. But now she, in hindsight, she was like, what in the world did I decide to do? And she started disliking uh, Hagar, um, the Egyptian servant. So there you have the two brothers, Isaac, laughter, Ishmael, God hears, and who's the oldest? Who's the older? Ishmael. Ishmael came first. The promise was, well, this is this is the key of this all, of, and I'm going to get to these last days prophecies now. The key is, God promised, and man went before God's promise. Abraham and Sarah. Sarah now and Abraham now went before God's promise and decided to say, all right, God, we had we waited enough. Now we're going to have to do something on our own. 
We're going to make this happen. And the world today, because of different worldviews, there's a worldview around the world that says when you cause chaos, death, tragedy, killings and mass murders and all that, their belief system says that you're going to usher the return of who they're waiting for. Christianity says, spread the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, love your neighbor, do not kill is one of the commandments. We're not to force anyone to believe what we believe, and we're supposed to be watchful and pray and occupy and have dominion until Jesus returns. So you see the two worldviews and these last days, there's just people say there's a lot of religions. How do you know yours is the right one and that one is not the right one? There's really only two worldviews. One worldview says that Jesus is God and he's coming back for his church. The other worldviews all around the world say that Jesus is not God. He's just a man, a prophet or whatever. And he's not God. So there's only two worldviews in the whole entire universe in the planet that we know, the planet Earth. One on the right hand says Jesus is God, and the others, all the isms, all the um, religions and the cults and all that say Jesus is not God, and he's just a man, and he's a good teacher or whatever, prophet. Amen? So it narrows it down, doesn't it, to two worldviews, to Ishmael and to Isaac. It narrows it down to this land um, that Abraham was promised and his cousin Lot wanted. It's so deep and I don't have enough time to get into it all. Amen. But the word of God is that deep. And you, if you want to do a study on Ishmael and Isaac, you will notice what's going on today has been going on for thousands of years. Thousands of years. So, when it, Sarah saw uh, that Ishmael was making fun and mocking Isaac, she got upset. When she saw this, she told Abraham, expel this slave and her son. Notice that she's angry. And now all of a sudden, she's saying, your son. Amen. Expel them. So influence Influenced by a divine admonition, Abraham dismissed Hagar and her son, which is his son too, with no more than a skin of water and some bread. So now you have some rejection going on. Now you have Abraham sending away his son, his very own son, because Hagar had enough. Wow. Um... That could speak to a lot of things going on right now in the Middle East. Someone felt like they were expelled, thrown out, kicked out of the land that Abraham was promised. And for some reason or another, it seems like the Middle East worldview of Islam and of the Jewish people in Israel uh, and Christian. For some reason or another, somehow, um, some belief 
worldviews in the Middle East think that Christianity started here in, in America. And they call us the Westerners. And the radical Muslims call Americans and everyone outside of Islam the Satan. The Satan, like a people group. They say the people group of America and all the Americans' allies and Israel, everybody outside of Islam is the Satan. If the truth be told, Christianity didn't start in America. Um, although we were blessed to have the gospel message spread. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In America and the nation, the idea of America was based on biblical principles. I'm not going to say it's a Christian nation. Obviously, the nation, America as a whole, um, in general, is basically saying we don't want Jesus anymore. We don't want the Bible. We don't want prayer in school. We don't want the Ten Commandments in the courthouses. We have to be celebrate. We have to celebrate everything out there. So, in other words, you Christians are arrogant. And you Christians are, you know, stubborn. You Christians are haters. And you Christians are narrow-minded. So in America, that's what's going on with Christianity. So for a Middle Eastern person to look at America as a Christian nation is, although it's kind of a compliment, praise the Lord, um, but it's not true. It's not true. Uh, there are many religions in America and because Christianity <clears throat> pushes the gospel of love, God's gospel, uh, sacrificial love, you know, that we're supposed to love our enemies, pray for our enemies, uh, forgiveness, redemption, all those messages of hope. Because of that, it seems like Christianity kind of like rises above everything else because... Now that we're saying we're to love, we'll be putting to the test. That's why they call us haters. We're supposed to hate sin because God hates sin. But then sinners come to us and say we're judging them. Well, judgment comes first in the house of the Lord. I'm not to judge anyone outside of the belief system. Anyone outside of the kingdom of God. That's not my business. But inside the kingdom of God. Don't you know that the Bible says we're going to judge men and angels? 
when Jesus comes back with his church. Amen. So if you call yourself a Christian and you're acting crazy, amen, um, the judgment will be on your actions, not on the intent of your heart or anything like that. That's God's work. God saved you. God saved me, transformed me, renewed me, restored me. But yet the heart is only known by the one who can see the heart, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. So Abraham's oldest son is Ishmael. They have another son, um, Isaac. Sarah had enough of Ishmael and his mom. And they get kicked out of the land. Amen. And it's the most beautiful and touching incidents of anything in the scriptures when it says in Genesis 21, 14 and 16. So Abraham got up early the next morning, prepared food for the journey and strapped the container of water to Hagar's shoulders. He sent her away with, with their son. And she walked out into the wilderness of Beersheba, wandering aimlessly. When the water was gone, she left the boy in the shade of a bush. Then she went and sat down by herself about a hundred yards away. I don't want to watch the boy die, she said, and she burst into tears. Then God, verse 17, then God heard the boy's cries. God, Yahweh, heard the cries of Ishmael. Very important. And the angel of God called to Hagar from the sky. Hagar, what's wrong? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy's cries from the place where you laid him. Go to him and comfort him, for I will make a great nation from his descendants. And God very well made a great nation from the descendants of Ishmael. Great nation. Then God opened Hagar's eyes and she saw a well. She immediately filled her water container and gave the boy a drink. So God, Yahweh, saved Ishmael and his mom from death. That there is called grace. That there is called mercy. That's love. That's a God that we serve. The God of the Bible. In these last days, there's a lot of hatred going around. God is a God of love. In these last days, there's fighting for a land that neither the Jews or the Muslims created. This whole earth belongs to the Lord, God, Yahweh. Let's go. And God was with the boy as he grew up in the wilderness of Paran. He became an expert archer. So Ishmael became an expert Archer, something that we that is used in warfare, um, used to hunt Ishmael, the hunter. And his mother arranged a marriage for him with a young woman from Egypt. So this all comes out of Egypt, right? Because Ishmael meets his wife in Egypt. Amen. There's a lot there. I just don't have enough time. I'm trying to skip, skim through this. So... Ishmael settled in the land of Paran, a region lying between Canaan and the mountains of Sinai. And God was with him. God was with Ishmael. And he became a great archer. He became a great desert chief. But of his history, little was recorded. 
He was about 90 years of age when his father Abraham died. Ishmael was about 90 years of age when his father Abraham died, right? In connection with those um, burials, he once more um, had a moment um, about his dad dying. So on this occasion, the two brothers at Abraham's, got to get this, when Abraham, the dad died, the two brothers met after being separated for a long time, years. Their brothers separated because they went before God, right? I should say, really, Abraham and Sarah kind of like jumped the gun of the promise of God. And I guess the lesson is, during these last days, or these really last days, when the Bible speaks of last days, the prophecies of the last days, everything is going to be intense. Hearts are going to grow cold to God. People are going to be more angry at the money. You know, it's going to be sexual morality, gender issues, all kind of things are happening. They're happening now, but the Bible spoke of it already. But bottom line, these two worldviews, because of Abraham, are brothers. Because of Abraham, Christians, Christ followers, inherit that faith because Abraham had faith in God and we were adopted and because we were adopted into the family of God we also inherit the promise of God Abraham died two brothers met after being separated a very long time Isaac with his hundreds of household slaves Ishmael with his troops of wild retainers and half-savage allies. So you have Isaac, household slaves, with household slaves, and then you have Ishmael with his troops. That's a lot. I'm telling you. I got five minutes. Let's go. Um, yeah. So, they meet again. Isaac with his household slaves, Ishmael with his troops. And all the state of a prince, a Bedouin prince, gathered before the cave of Machpelah in the midst of the men of Heth to pay the last tribute or the last duties to the father of the faithful will make a notable subject to these men. Genesis 25, 9. His sons, Isaac and Ishmael, buried him in the cave of Machpelah near Mamre in the field of Ephron, son of Zohar the Hittite. So the brothers got together. They buried their dad. <clears throat> big thing. The big <clears throat> controversy, the big disagreement of which son was which. And who owns this, what land and whatever. I see right here in the scriptures that they both buried the dad. 
Ishmael, God hears, and Isaac, laughter. Bury their dad, Abraham, which is the father of faith. Buried and gathered before the cave of Mechaphali in the midst of the men of Heth to pay the last duties to the father of the faithful. Of the altar, uh, excuse me, of the after events of his life, but little is known. Um, he died at the age of 137 years. But where and when are unknown. Genesis chapter 25 and 17. Ishmael finally died at the age of 137 and joined his ancestors in death. Ishmael's descendants were scattered across the country from Havilah to Shur, which is east of Egypt in the direction of Asher. The clans descended from Ishmael camped close to one another. So Isaac inherited everything from his father, including God's promise to make his descendants into a great nation. God told or promised that Ishmael would have a great nation. So they both got the promise, right? Think about it. Isaac got the promise. Isaac got the inheritance. Abraham got the promise. Isaac got the inheritance. God hears Ishmael's cries and Hagar's cries. And God says, I'm going to give, make a great nation from Ishmael's descendants. Big world views, big promises from God. When those two things collide, it's so huge, it's so big. Um, maybe that's what's going on in the world right now between the world views. Could it be that someone is right and someone's wrong, or could it be like mis- big misunderstanding of all time? Could it be like that? Um, they went before the promises of God, or they were not patient enough to see God's hand make things happen, and they had to make things happen for themselves. These are the last days. Isaac with his hundreds of household slaves, Ishmael with his troops of wild retainers and half-savage allies. So, Ishmael had 12 sons who became the founders of so many Arab tribes or colonies. The Ishmaelites, who spread over the wide desert spaces of northern Arabia from the Red Sea to the Euphrates. Genesis chapter 37, you'll see that in verse 25. Then just as they were sitting down to eat, they noticed a caravan of camels in a distance coming toward them. It was a group of Ishmaelite traders taking spices, balm, and myrrh from Gilead to Egypt. That's right. This is the great nation that God promised. The Ishmael, Ishmaelites, the descendants of Ishmael. Genesis uh, thirty-seven twenty-seven. Let's sell Joseph, remember, to the Ishmaelite traders. So Joseph, the one with the dream, remember him, was sold to the Ishmaelite traders. Put this together, you'll have an amazing revelation. Genesis 20, 37, 28. So when the traders came by, his brothers pulled Joseph out of the pit, sold him in for 20 pieces of silver 
and the Ishmaelite traders took him along to Egypt. Hmm. Um, but here's one of the prophecies. Northern Arabia, these, these Ishmaelites settled Northern Arabia from the Red Sea to the Euphrates. The Bible says, God says, their hand is against every man and every man's hand is against them. So that, that means there's going to be wars, right? That means there's going to be hatred. That means there's going to be huge misunderstandings over the land that God promised Abraham and that God gave to Ishmael. Um, and these are really the last days. So my prayers go out to everyone listening that um, is just thinking of these things and thinking about the word of God and maybe comparing it to the Quran or other ancient books or ancient writings out there. I just pray that God will release his anointing of understanding upon your life, upon my life, upon every single listener's life out there. That if God's word is speaking to you, receive his word, study it out. Look, look at it for yourself. Don't get into popular opinion. Look at God's word. Amen. You can compare it with other religious books and see uh, which is more accurate, which stands true. And that when you activate in your life, let's see what God would do in your life. Because these are really the last days. I know it's a question. Are these really the last days? Think about it. And let the God of heaven and earth Move your heart in the direction of truth. I hope you enjoyed the blaze. I know it was a lot. Couldn't get everything out. But um, maybe next time. God bless you. God keep you. And remember, God is good. Peace.